Hello and welcome to the third episode of PGR Striker. I'm B and I'm Ben. And we're actually now at the end of the first wave of strike action. We've just had eight days in UCU. Um, we're knackered. And this episode is a um, reflections on the last day of how people found the experience, what they've learned from it and where we're heading in the future. Um, we originally had an idea to maybe have a discussion between each other a bit more about this, but maybe we'll do that at a later date. Uh, and in lieu of that discussion, we'll have lots of uh, retooled Christmas carols, our loud march on the Tuesday. Yep, and there's a few rally speeches as well, isn't there? And a few rally speeches as well. Yeah. So I think a lot of that kind of speaks for itself for now. Um, and there's also an awful lot of hashtags on Twitter that people can uh, engage with if they're... Uh, if they say wish. If they say wish, or if they're missing UCU strike action. Um, and then, yeah, we'll come out with something soon. The strike has been going so far. Um, I think it's been going really well. I did. Um, I've been here at Southampton, and there's been lots of support for it. I know that lots of my colleagues who aren't on the picket lines, and some of them who aren't even striking, lots of them support the strike. Um, lots of them have told me that. Some of them have told me they can't afford to strike, and so that's why they're not doing so. But they feel just as discontented as I do. And so I think there's a lot of support for the strike at Southampton and I've been following Twitter very closely and I can see that there's huge support across the country for it. Um, the strikes, I think, have gone OK in terms of people showing up and showing goodwill and with a sense of humour. And people seem to be quite committed to what they want to achieve. And so that's been a good thing. Today is brilliant uh, and uh, it, is a, it is a signal, it is an indicator that uh, the, the feeling of anger and, um, and that feeling of enough is enough is very strong in the department. Uh, and it's not just geography and environmental sciences out here. We've got uh, colleagues from psychology, uh, from maths, from physics um, and, and further afield, which is great because some of the things that have happened on the picket lines is to meet people that we don't normally meet in our everyday we're sort of sometimes so working in silos and so departmentalized that we don't meet people outside we don't have a chance to do that but this has been a fantastic opportunity to do that the catering at this year's strike action has been excellent i've enjoyed a lot of cake uh, we've got some homebrew beer to enjoy later on uh, there's been a lot of half decent coffee where in the past the coffee has been very poor so i think you know operationally some things have gone very well indeed come fight ye merry gentlemen come fight for equal pay for women they are paid much less on average every day we all work hard so is this just or does it cause dismay a difference of 18.9 a difference of 18.9 and is there anything through the course of the strike so far in your participation that you've learned or you know, as you've spoken to colleagues that maybe you hadn't been aware of that were issues? 
I mean, I, d- I, I read a huge amount before I decided to go on strike and I took the decision of going on strike very, very seriously. So it wasn't like there was going to be a huge amount I was going to learn about the facts of the dispute, I think, whilst I was on strike. But one thing I've learned while I've been on strike is how different universities have been reacting to the strike, especially in terms of things like choosing when to dock pay for people on strike. And I've noted that Southampton University is taking all eight days out of people's December pay packets, whereas lots of other universities, in fact, the majority of other universities across the country aren't doing that and are spreading um, the the docking of pay across at at least um, January, maybe February as well. So I've learned something about the extent to which my own university is taking a hard line compared to some other universities. Um, That's what I've learned over the course of the last week. When I I voted for the strike, or when I put my name down on the ballot paper, there were issues that I had with the the reasons why we were going on strike. Um, I, I was out because the union has voted for it and initially I thought there were things that should not be conflated because it would be hard to know how you had any victories because there were so many issues and it seemed not quite feasible that all of the issues would be resolved at the same time so we wouldn't know what was successful what wasn't however after having spoken to people who were on the strike it seemed like the issues that I thought were not so important are clearly important to other people and so maybe it's a good thing. So um, things that don't normally I, I'm aware of, but not quite, I don't feel viscerally. Clearly other people do in a much more tangible way. And so that's been a good learning experience for me. After having been on the picket line, it's a lot more involving experience and you feel that you're doing something together, which I don't think the people who are staying away from the picket line and also staying away from their classes are appreciating it as much. So thinking towards the future, having just got to the end of these eight days, what do you think needs to happen next? And also how could we best prepare ourselves for that? I think it was... I don't know, the, the process of involving people, even people who want to fight for these issues, I think could be improved. Uh, I think when the decision was made centrally about when the strike should be held and so on, a lot of people felt like they didn't quite understand why it was happening the way it was. And so I'm still talking sort of within the UCU uh, itself, but I guess to make progress... It's not just us, it's the employers who have to show some willingness to take our sort of willingness to go on strike as something serious. Um, So we hope that the employers take it seriously, realise that we are making a fuss because the fuss needs to be made about issues that the university should stand up for. And if the vice-chancellors don't stand up for what the university is about, then they really shouldn't be in a position of being in power. So we hope that message goes through somehow. What are your thoughts about what needs to happen next and how we can prepare for that? 
Um, so I think we need to keep the pressure up. Um, it's, it, it, it appears that it's the only way that uh, our employers, uh, the, um, the UK and the, the USS uh, are willing to get to the table, listen to us. We've been talking to them uh, about these issues uh, for, for so many years and they don't listen to us. It's the only way to, to get them to the table. And I think the best strategy would be to continue and, and keep up the pressure whilst we are whilst whilst it's still sort of fresh in our um, in our experiences if we wait for april or, or june uh, it's just not gonna uh, it's just not gonna make the difference that that we think it should be making we don't want to come back here again next year we want a long-term solution it's very much determined not by us but by national ucu but i think they're almost certainly going to plan from some strikes for after Christmas and we have to make sure that those are more effective than these because ultimately it's a lot standing around in the cold if we don't achieve anything. So, um, yeah, I think the important thing is, um, for, from the perspective of Southampton, is making sure that we've got good solid pickets that are well organised and are actually sending the message, not just standing around in the cold. Uh, the real trick is if you can change people's minds. Uh, so the more people who kind of are informed and strongly believe what we're talking about, the more likely we are to have an effect. Really, the ball is now back in the court of UUK and um, UCEA, which, given that I'm speaking at Southampton, means the ball is back in the court of our Vice-Chancellor as chair of UCEA um, of, with, with a few other people. Um, I think we've demonstrated that we're not prepared to accept any more detriment to our work conditions, whether that be higher workloads, um, attacks on our pensions, pay rises which don't do enough to meet rising living costs, um, and all of the other things that we want action on, like pay inequality and casualisation and so on. Um, the universities have to take serious action on all of this now, and if they don't, I'm fairly sure, given the union leadership that we've now got, we'll be back on strike again in the new year, and the vice-chancellors have to decide now um, not only what they think is the financially re financial reality, which they keep talking about, but also what now we've imposed as the political reality. They might think they're financially constrained in what they can do, but we've now imposed a political constraint and there's going to be no moving forward and things are just going to get worse unless they concede to some of our demands. Our working conditions! Look at the people around you and you realise that you're not alone and that there are people with the morals and integrity and courage that you have who will stand next to you. People who will stand up for all of us. People who will stand together. And that's an educational experience. How many of you have met other colleagues you'd never have met otherwise? How many of you have had a conversation with someone you kind of recognised? Yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the one that's really terrified. I know who you are, but I have no idea what you do. Ten minutes later, you've had one of the great intellectual conversations of your life. That shouldn't have to happen on a picket, but it does. And the reason it does is that we have stepped outside the constraints of an increasingly restrictive 
set of working conditions which have nothing to do with education, which have nothing to do with intellectual work. And we have stepped out and taken control of our own lives for these few days. We're not under the thumb for those days. We have definitively said to the boss, we are not your property. We have our dignity, we have our self-respect, we have pride in what we do, and we want to be able to do the work that we do with that pride, with that dignity, with that self-respect. With respect for our students, with respect for our colleagues, and with respect for a broader culture around us. And that's what we're doing when we go on strike. The picket is the great classroom. I love being here, especially love being led by amazing, ferocious women. I just want to say thank you, thank you, for, thank you for letting me be part of this experience. Um, as a PGR, we often fall between the cracks, between the university side of things and the student side of things. Um, we're students or consumers to a university that doesn't care about us, and we're staff to students who see us on the picket lines and don't quite understand why we're there. I'm really lucky to be in a supportive department that has always made me feel valued, but it is my colleagues in that department who make me feel valued and not the university itself, who has, in many ways, enjoyed quite a bit of cheap labor whilst I do some teaching for them for some hours that I definitely didn't claim all of. But over the past eight days, I'm really proud to say that I have never felt more a part of this academic community. I've met colleagues from across all of the campuses and I've been buoyed and invigorated by some of the conversations we've been having and the commonality of the problems and the issues that we're facing. So I guess just to finish off, I want to underline two things. The first is that PGRs are behind you all. These are our problems, these are your problems. We're with you every step of this fight. And secondly, I really can't express enough how much it means to PGRs to see all of you here fighting for some of the fights that we're concerned about as well. Um, this is not just a fight for your future, for my future, it's a fight for the future of academia. Say thanks to everyone that spoke to us um, both in this episode but also in the other episodes that we've done um, and also to everyone that has shared the podcast listened and retweeted um, it means a lot to us oh one thing I forgot to mention is that we were acknowledged in the Southampton Picketing Excellence Framework um, for our podcast and contribution from PGRs which we were very grateful for yeah it was great I'm glad people enjoyed the enjoyed the last two podcasts and in the meantime we have got our other podcast you can listen to that's now out the social universe. Um, we come to a special award for our PGR reps and activists who have done an amazing job specifically on impact. 
They got Jeremy Corbyn to sign our position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they've also done some amazing work, public relations work, for example, a podcast in which many of us explain why we're striking. So getting out there, getting our message across, to the but focusing on the student community, but everyone more widely. So thank you so much to our PGRs, a really big, big cheer to them.